Greetings, church, in the name of our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. My name is Philippine Vugea, and I will be your anchor for today's service. I believe that you are all well and still kept by the grace of the Lord. And I would love to welcome you all to today's service. I would love to extend a special welcome to those who are joining us for the very first time. We are happy to have you here, and we request that you kindly click the link below that will take you to our welcome card. Please fill in your details, and we would love to connect with you. I would also like to encourage all of us to follow us on our social media pages, YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram. In the past weeks, as the church, we were in a fasting and prayer for 21 days. The theme of our fasting and prayer was revival, that revive us, O Lord. And the main scripture of our fasting was Psalm chapter 85, verse 6. I would love to read it. It reads as follows. Will you not revive us again, that your people may rejoice in you? Revival means renewal. And as I have been thinking that what does revival means to us as the church, those of us who got born again in the olden days, we used to have revivals. There will be a lot of music and a lot of dancing. And I believe that we all know and understand that that is not actually the actual revival. Revival means being renewed again into our first love. And how do we get renewed? We get renewed through the word of God, through fellowship with the Lord in prayer. When we read in Revelations chapter 10, verse 9, the Bible records that the apostle John, when he was in the island of Patmos, an angel appeared to him, and as they were having a conversation towards the end of the chapter of chapter 10, the Bible says that the angel gave the apostle John a scroll. He said, eat it. When you eat it, it will be as sweet as honey in your mouth, but in your belly, it's going to turn sour. When I was meditating upon this scripture, this is what I realized. This scroll, I can liken it to the word of God. When we hear the word of God, many times it is so sweet. It is easy for most of us to say, hallelujah, glory, I receive. But when it comes to the word of God becoming practical in our lives, that's when the bitterness comes. When we eat the word of God in our mouths, it's as sweet as honey. But when it has to start working in us, it becomes that bitterness in our bellies. I just want to encourage the church of God that as we are crying for revival, let us allow the word of God to work in us. Can we please pray? Father, in the name of our Lord and our Savior, Jesus, Lord, we have been praying for revival. We have been crying for revival, and we believe, O oh Lord, that revival is here. My prayer today is that God help us that we do not miss this revival. May we not miss your move. May our hearts not be hardened towards your word.
May we receive this word. May we accept this word, Lord. And may we allow your word to work in us. May we allow this word to change us so that we become who you want us to be. You said, O oh Lord Jesus, that whoever wants to follow you must deny themselves carry their cross, and follow you. Lord Almighty, we pray even this day, we say, Lord, we have been crying for the rain, and we do not want to miss the rain of the Spirit. We thank you, Father, for this revival, and we know that, Lord, our lives will never be the same again. We thank you, Lord, in the name of our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. At this point, we are going to enjoy a moment of worship through song. After the song, we are going to welcome Pastor Eunice Mashangu, who will give us the offering message of the day. Be blessed.
of our praise is worthy of our praise we want to sing victory belongs to Jesus hallelujah hallelujah
Greetings to you all. We are so grateful that even this day we can have an opportunity to worship God with our offering and giving him his tithe. There are so many principles in the word of God about giving. But today I just want to cite three principles. The first one is giving is an act of worship and it's found in Exodus chapter 35 verse 29. I'll read in the New King James Version. The children of Israel brought a freewill offering to the Lord. All the men and women whose hearts were willing to bring material for all kinds of work which the Lord, by the hand of Moses, had commanded to be done. So the children of Israel, after walking, going through the wilderness, they knew that God has been providing for them. They were never hungry. They know that their clothes were never worn out. They were never torn. They were also mindful of the fact that they were protected by the Lord under the pillar of cloud by day and pillar of fire by night. So therefore, they willingly offered a sacrifice to the Lord and offering to the Lord as an act of worship. So there's no cohesion about worship, about giving, if you understand that is an act of worship. It has to come from willing hearts. The second principle is, and it's a very well-known principle, God loves a cheerful giver. It's found in 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 7. In the Amplified Version, I read, Let each one of you give thoughtfully and with purpose, just as he has decided in his heart, not grudgingly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver and delights in the one whose heart is in his gift. In other words, when we give, we plan, we prepare, and we do it purposefully, under no compulsion. The same way God gave us his son, we do it with the understanding that we are giving to God as a way of saying thank you. It's not a yoke, it's not a burden. We do it cheerfully because we understand that we serve a God who gave us so much, who gave us his all. So it's a matter of a heart. It's a matter of attitude. And lastly, the third principle says, God expects us to give according to our ability. Matthew chapter 25, verses 14 to 15 in the New King James Version. It says, for the kingdom of heaven is like a man traveling to a far country who called his own servants and delivered his goods to them. And listen to this part. And to one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one. To each according to his own ability. And immediately he went on a journey. God expects us to give to him according to the measure in which he has blessed us and according to the measure in which he has given us. So if God has given you this much, he expects you to give this much according to the way he has blessed you. God has confidence in us that we will be good stewards of all that he has given us. So my challenge to you is give according to the way 
you are able to give because that's how God has given you. You may give by using the bank details that are on the screen and God bless you. Firstly, as you understand that you are worshiping God. Secondly, do it cheerfully. And lastly, according to the way the Lord has blessed you. Amen. Hallelujah. They say you can't buy experience, but you can get a book that is rich in experience, filled with valuable lessons about different aspects of everyday life. This will stretch your thoughts, stir your passion, and move your will to embrace what God is calling you to become. Get your copy today. Ladies, we are in a new year, and Sisters Connect is back with a bang. Sisters Connect is a fellowship for all ladies, young and old. 
We will be having our first meeting on the 19th of February. You are all welcome to come and attend. Our weekly ministries are resuming this week. Starting off with dawn prayers every Tuesday from 5 to 6 a.m. If you'd like to be part of our dawn prayers, simply send a message to our WhatsApp number. That's on 066-026-0170. On Tuesdays, we also have Reflect from 6.30 until 7.30 p.m. If you are a young adult, kindly join us every Tuesday in the main building. Refreshments will be provided. Let's come together as a family for our prayer meeting every Wednesday evening, 6 p.m. until 7. On Fridays, we have designed, which is our youth ministry that caters for young people between the grades of 8 and 12. Design takes place every Friday evening. Graciously join us for our intercessory prayer every Sunday morning at half past 8. Let's stand in the gap and pray and intercede for all the people. This will be followed by our main service every Sunday at 9 a.m. Don't forget to follow us on our social media pages. We are available on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at People's Church PLK. Stay blessed and enjoy the rest of the service. Thank you very much, Sister Philippine, for anchoring our service this morning. People's Church family, it is that time once more where we are invited as the church, as Christians, as family, together around the table of the Lord. I believe we are all prepared at home. Those who are joining us online, we have emblems, the bread and the fruit of the vine ready to partake. But we don't only bring these emblems but we are bringing our hearts also before the lord we read concerning the breaking of bread from matthew 26 26 to 13. i read while they were eating jesus took bread and when he had given thanks he broke it and gave it to the to his disciples saying Take and eat, this is my body. Then he took a cup, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink from it, all of you. This is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. I tell you, I will not drink from this fruit of the vine, from now on until that day when I drink it anew with you in my Father's kingdom. The last verse, verse 30. When they had sung a hymn, they went out to the Mount of Olives. If I have to give a Holy Communion service today, a theme, it would be a song or a hymn of victory. Now, Jesus institutes the Last Supper. And we know very well, after they are done, he goes out with his disciples. 
And Matthew says, they sang a hymn or they sang a song. I wish to call this a song or a hymn of victory. Now, what song, what hymn did they sing? Now, during this time, their Passover time, the children of Israel read or sung some selected psalms. And one of the most popular portion of scriptures or psalms they sung was from Psalm 113 to 115. Now, just allow me to refer or to quote few of the verses from one of this psalm. For instance, in Psalm 113, verse 7, it says, He raises the poor from the dust. He lifts the needy from the hip. He seats them with princes. Now, these are the words of victory which the children of Israel sang during this time celebrating or thanking God for what he has done for them. Now, like the Israelites, when we come to such occasions where we celebrate what God did for us in Jesus, sending his son, dying for us on the cross, we can sing also a song of victory. We can sing this hymn of victory also like the children of Israel. And this is the tune or the lyrics that we can sing that God through Jesus has saved our lives. Yes, he has saved us to the uttermost. He has delivered us from the curse of sin. He healed our diseases. Now we live a life of hope. Praise the name of the Lord. We sing today before we partake of these emblems. We sing a song of victory. Thank you, Jesus, for coming, for dying for us. And through your death and resurrection, we are redeemed from our sins. We are healed. Now, I believe we are ready, wherever we are, to partake of the Holy Communion. Now, in verse 26, we read these words. While they were eating, Jesus took bread and when he had given thanks he broke it and gave it to his disciples saying take and eat this is my body now i have a pre prepared package here for the eucharist for the holy communion so we are going to at this present moment we are going 
to partake of the bread signifying the broken body of Jesus on the cross let us partake of the bread in verse 27 then he took the cup and when he had given thanks he gave it to them saying drink from it all of you we are going to drink from the fruit of the vine which signifies the broken body of Jesus and the blood that came from him let us partake of the fruit of the vine Father Lord God, we thank you for your church. We thank you, Lord, that you have redeemed us. You have saved us, O oh God. Today, as we gather together around the table, we celebrate. We sing this song of victory. We are saved. We are healed. We are restored through the accomplished work of Jesus on the cross. We thank you, Lord, as we proceed with this service. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Amen. Lord bless you and keep you. Make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. Lord, turn his face toward you and give you peace. The Lord bless you and keep you. Make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. teaches us that a man who hears and does according to the word of God is like a man who builds his house upon a rock. When the storms of life come, the Bible says that that house is going to stand. I want to encourage us today as we go into the word of God that let us receive this word and let us do according to the word of the Lord. In that way, we shall be established, we shall be strengthened in our walk of faith. We are going to welcome Pastor Tlou as he will be giving us the fresh word from above. Be blessed. Greetings. Hello, uh, People's Church. We welcome you wherever you are watching us from. Uh, this is Tlou Ratau, 
uh, we'll be sharing the word of God today. So um, get your Bible, get your study material. Let's go through the word of God. Maybe before we start, let me just say a word of prayer. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus, we thank you, Lord, that your word is living. It is powerful. It is sharper than any two-edged sword. It pierces through to the dividing asunder of the soul and the spirit, of the joints and the marrow. We thank you, Lord, that even today, that same word, as it is being spoken, as it is being shared, it goes on to work in our lives. In the name of the Lord Jesus, we commit, commit and commend ourselves unto you, God, and to your word, that mighty God, there may be changes, that there may be uh, situations that turn around in our lives in Jesus' name. We give you the praise. Amen. So our topic today, we will be talking about God's character. We'll be talking about the character of God, uh, the things that we see uh, in him, of him, uh, that defines who he is. Praise God. Amen. So let's go to our Bibles, the book of Psalm 103. From verse 1, it's a scripture that most of us would know. It's a scripture that most of us would, uh, we have read. There's even a song on it that we sing um, uh, from time to time. It says, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Forget not all his benefits. Verse 3 of that same chapter, he says, who forgives all thine iniquities? Who heals all thine diseases? Who redeems your life from destruction? who crowns your your who crowns you with love loving kindness and tender mercies who satisfies verse 5 who satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagle so i said we will be talking about god's character or the character of god when we read this portion of scripture one we see the psalmist he says that there are things of God that he calls benefits. What are these benefits? These benefits are the things that God does. It is the things that God does. This is what he is known for. And then he starts counting them. He says that God, number one, he forgives all your iniquities, meaning that he is a God of forgiveness. Forgiveness is found in him. Number two, he says that he is a God who heals all your diseases. Number three, he says he redeems your life from destruction. Number four, he says he crowns your life with loving kindness and tender mercies. This is what God does. These are the things that he is known for. That means that whenever we are in a place, remember, when we speak uh, forgiveness, we are talking uh, of a situation where maybe fellowship has been broken, where there was there was there was there was a, a disturbance in in the flow of things or in the to 
togetherness that you would find uh, uh, in relationships and so on. So here, being, being, uh, this being God speaking of forgiveness or being God who forgives, it means that he is the one who mends that relationship, that fellowship that man lost with God in the Garden of Eden. Number two, he speaks of a God who heals all your diseases. What is he talking about now? Now he, he has moved from the realm or from the place of the spirit of man that where man was no longer in fellowship with God, now God also, he's one who mends, he's one who restores physical bodies. He's a God who heals. Number three, he is also a God who redeems time. He redeems your life from destruction. Pardon me. He is a God who redeems your life from destruction, meaning that things that would have happened, things that might have happened, that uh, that may have put your life in jeopardy, God is able to redeem. God is able to restore. Then he also says it is God who crowns your life with loving kindness and tender mercies. I like what he says also when you go further and read verse 8 of the same chapter. He says that the Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and plenteous in mercy. The Lord is merciful. The Lord is Gracious, he is slow to anger and plenteous in, in mercy. So this would say to us that God does what he does because he is a merciful God. He is plenteous in mercy. He is, he is slow to anger. This is who he is. This is his character. You would find that all that he does, he does it from this premise that God, he is a merciful God. He is a gracious God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Then he says in verse 9 that he will not always chide, neither will he keep his anger forever. I looked up that word, chide. That word means he does not lay a charge as one will go to the court of law and lay a charge against another. So God never acts as an adversary to any other person. He is not one that lays a charge. He is not one that strives with words against another. He is not one that will legally contest with, one, with another. Hallelujah. So that is the nature of God. That is the character of God. Meaning that God always when we find him working, we find his mercy. We find his grace. If he is going to give, we will find that his giving, it's in his mercy. It is in his goodness. It is in his graciousness. Hallelujah. When you read again in the Bible, in the book of James chapter 1, book of James chapter 1, uh, verse 5. Let me just quickly read that for you. James chapter 1, James chapter 1 from verse 5. He says there, he says, if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that gives to all men liberally and abundantly. 
prayeth not, and it shall be given him. Now that's that's very that's 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 very similar to what we have been reading in Psalm chapter 103 from verse 1 going down to verse 9. Because he says that he who lacks wisdom, let him ask of God. When you read it in the amplified version, the amplified version will, will say, Let him ask of the giving God. Let him ask of the God who gives. He says that this God he gives liberally and he does not hold back. He does not abrade. That word again abrade, it is the same or it is it is taken from uh, the same word that we looked at in, in Psalm chapter 103 verse 9. Child, they have the same meaning. That word also, it will also mean that he does not, he is not fault find, finding. God is not fault finding. God gives ungrudgingly. God gives without reproach. God gives without finding fault. God gives without finding fault. And what is it that God gives? God gives forgiveness. Hallelujah. God gives healing. God gives. God redeems. Amen. God gives redemption. So you can even say this, that our God is a God of mercy. Our God is a God of redemption. Our God is a God of restitution a God of restoration. Hallelujah. Because when we speak, remember I said that when you speak forgiveness, you are saying we were in fellowship. Then now there has been a cutting of that fellowship. Now, when we are restored, there has been a process of forgiveness. So God is an administer of that forgiveness. That's why even when you read in the Bible, the, 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 the epistles of Paul, the Bible will tell us that forgive even as Christ or God has forgiven us in Christ. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So we find that our God is that God of mercy. He's a God of redemption. He's a God. He's a God of restoration, of restitution. Hallelujah. And then when we continue, also I wrote something here, that with him there is, there is restitution. With him there is restoration. There is redemption. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So it is God's nature to restore. Maybe let me also put it this way. See, if it is God or it is God's nature to restore, it is God's nature to redeem, it is God's nature to bring back, we can also say it is God's nature to start again. It is God's nature to start again because if he can forgive, if he can heal, if he can redeem, he is giving you an opportunity to start again. He is saying to you, with me, I am never tired of starting again. I'm a God who starts again. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You see this principle. It's actually, it's a Bible principle. It is a biblical principle. We find
find God from time to time starting again. Right from Genesis chapter 1, verse 1, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And then he says that the earth was void and the earth darkness filled or covered the earth. And the, in, right after that, in verse 3, it says that, and God said, let there be light. Can you see? God, in all he does, he's a God who will restore. He's a God who will redeem. He's a God who will start again. He will always start again. Glory to God. Hallelujah. You see it in the time, in the times of Abraham. The same blessing that God spoke to a man and his wife, Adam and Eve, when he said to them, uh, be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth, replenish the earth. Maybe let's start with that. He says to them, be fruitful, multiply. He says replenish the earth. You don't replenish a thing the first time. The moment we say replenish, it means you are filling again. You are filling it again. So when he says, when the scripture says, maybe let's just quickly look at that. Genesis chapter 1, verse 26 and 27. He says that, it says, and God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God, verse 27, so God created man in his own image and in the image of God created he him, male and female created he them. Verse 28, and God blessed them and said to them, be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over every little thing, every living thing that moves upon the earth. Can you see that word? He's saying replenish, fill it again. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So with God, it is always, it is always we find God always starting again hallelujah to prove this point you remember the times of the times of Noah in, in, in Genesis chapter 11 that when judgment time came and the floods came and every living thing that was there that could not get into, into the ark when it was destroyed when they came out of the ark God repeated he started again glory to God. Now you go on to the times of Abraham. When God spoke to Abraham, Abraham did not have a child. He did not have a seed from his union with his wife, Sarah. God, again, he said to him, let's start again. Glory to God. And when we read this with the understanding of who man is in Christ, you will know that what God was saying, fill the earth with, it was not just the seed of man, but he was saying, fill the earth with the seed of Christ. That Christ is to be multiplied over all the earth. So I am saying to you that that character of God, that nature of God is that God will always redeem. God will always be found to be one who forgives, one who redeems, one who, one who starts 
all over again. Hallelujah. He, he has never stopped it. Amen. He did it with Jesus. When Jesus came, that was God starting again. He started. That's why the Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, that if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. The old things have passed away. Behold, the new has come. Start again. Start again. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I know that in life sometimes we do not have that courage to stand up again. We do not have that courage to start again. But here is the thing. Our God, he is that God who starts all over. He is that God who redeems the time. He is that God who restores. He is that God who, who is a minister of forgiveness. You see it in the scripture that it is God. Even when Jesus gave us a pattern to pray, he said when you pray, say this, that God, our Father which is in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. When he goes down, he says that forgive us our sins as we forgive glory to god hallelujah hallelujah and maybe there's something we need to correct there that because god is not god is our model we don't he does we do not forgive so that he we we do not forgive so that uh, he can forgive us no it is him that becomes a model of forgiveness. We learn forgiveness from him, meaning that we forgive as he has forgiven us. You find that the epistles, they teach that, that it is as he forgave us in Christ. So it is God who is our model. We forgive because he forgave. Hallelujah. We forgive because he forgave. We are able to start again because he has always been a God who starts all over. Right now, I want to pray in my prayer, lift up that situation in your life where maybe that courage that courage to start all over again is not there. Your strength has dissipated. I want you to lift up your hands and declare that God, I am going to start all over. I am going to do it once again, once more. Maybe that relationship, maybe that marriage, maybe that, that, that fellowship in your family, things were falling apart. It is time to start again. It is a season of restitution. It is a season of restoration the things that were taken out of you those things are being restituted back to you in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus I pray for your family I pray for your marriage I pray for your children I pray for your workplace your business I pray that there may be a season now of restitution that things may be restored that things may be restored I speak a divine order over your life I speak a divine order over your relationship over your marriage in your body I speak a divine order because the word of God is living the word of God is powerful this word it it goes beyond it goes beyond just your spirit part it goes through into your bones if there be cancer if there be any any situation if there be any sickness this word can bring healing we speak it all over you we speak it all over you we speak it from the crown of your head to the soles of your field of your feet be healed in jesus name 
Hallelujah. I trust this will bless you. I trust that the word of God will even motivate you to do the things that you have always wanted to do some of you it is decisions that you would have wanted to 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 take directions you would have wanted to take this is that year this is that time stand up start all over again start all over again glory to god hallelujah i don't know who i'm talking to but i know that someone will pick this up and they will say in 2022 i started all over god bless you Amen.